0: I mean, sometimes you might be talking to the right person and you just don't know it then. Who knows, right? Um, I'd love to believe in fate, but I don't. Um, I do believe in coincidences. And it seems like there were several strong coincidences there. Um, And, you know, thank goodness I was able to get beyond my criteria.
1: Hi, and welcome back to Late Bloomin' Love, the podcast about finding love when it's about bloomin' time. I'm your host, Amanda Klang, and on this podcast, I talk with guests about love and relationships because I'm single and seeking love, just like you may be, and frankly, I need advice and inspiration. That voice you heard off the top was Trish a 50-something Canadian and listener of the podcast who found late blooming love in her 40s after a divorce and has a pretty great story to share. She also has some advice about the value of relaxing or maybe expanding your search criteria when you're looking for a partner. My conversation with Trish is up next. Trish, welcome to Late Bloom in Love.
0: Oh, thank you, Amanda. I'm so happy to be here. And I just I love your podcast. So it's it's kind of trippy to be a part of this one.
1: Oh, well, thank you so much. And I am delighted that you're here because, of course, I know already the story you're going to be telling. And it is such a wonderful, encouraging story. So thank you, too, for being here. Okay, so Trish, I would love you to take me back, take us back to the stage of life you were at and the state of mind you were in when you were looking for love, the time that led you to find the partner that you have now. Wow.
0: Okay. <laughs> um so uh I was um I was 43 when I met Craig. Uh-huh. And, um, I had been divorced for four years. Uh, I had done a lot of dating, um, uh, all just on- through online. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I had a lot of friends. I would say, do you know anyone interesting? And they were either looking to mm. <laughs> in midlife, uh, or they, they would say, Oh no, like, I know a guy who's just single now, but I don't think I don't think you'd want to meet yes. him. Yes. So I was like, <laughs> I okay, too. I'm not going to meet the the guy through my friends. Um and so I started the online thing and um just met like a lot of different guys and some yeah. really nice guys whom I'm still like on Facebook friends with, right. you know. Right. So I know about that.
1: And were you in a big city or in a small community? Like how much choice did you feel like you had around you?
0: Um, While well, I was living in Toronto, so uh-huh. plenty of fish there ostensibly. Yeah, yes. um, I just wasn't finding them, and yeah. uh, and so and I was living in the beaches part of Toronto. Yeah, um, and so it's kind of like I got a small time vibe, and you know yeah. I would go to the local pubs with girlfriends, and just really never would meet anyone that I was remotely interested in. I just really wasn't interested in most people.
1: And so what was your attitude at that time? Were you getting discouraged? Were you staying, you know, hopeful? What was your thinking as far as you can remember?
0: So the range was um, post-divorce, immediately post-divorce, I was absolutely convinced that I was undateable.
1: Ah, yeah.
0: Like I was so sure no one would ever want to date me. So I just thought I'm probably going to be alone for the rest of my life. Right. Um, you know, 39, that's what <laughs> yeah, I thought. Right. Um, and uh, and then by by the time I turned 40, I realized that's probably not going to be the case. Mm. Um, so you know, now it is just really finding someone compatible. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I'd I'd gone through several years of of dating and mostly being on my own. I had one longer term relationship in that in that time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it didn't inspire confidence in uh-huh. <laughs> frankly, in, in like my being able to find someone that I could actually live with. Right. Um, and so by the time, uh, I was 43, I was uh, starting to go through menopause, uh-huh. um, and, I was getting really tired of the dating scene. Like yeah. for a while, it was just sort of like, well, I could fill a Saturday night by going out for a drink with someone. Right. Um, but I just thought, you know, I think I just going to like stop, get off the dating sites, stop mm. looking and just take care of myself and get through menopause. And then maybe after menopause, start looking
1: again. Mm. All right. That makes a lot of sense. Let me ask you before I ask you what happened next. What were your uh what were you looking for? Like what kind of relationship and what kind of person? What were your like search criteria?
0: Um I had like it, the person had to be my age or 5 years up to 5 years older.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Couldn't be younger. Mm-hmm. Um uh I, I was looking for someone who you know, was on the left of the ideological spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and for the most part, I was open to like, did they have kids or not? Cause I didn't have kids. Mm-hmm. Like I was like open to that reality. Um, but yeah, age was like the biggest criteria for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember talking to some friends and, um, at the time I had some coworkers who are a little older than me and they're like, two of them said, I've been with the same guy for the longest time and he's, you know, almost 10 years younger than me, et cetera. Um, and I thought, well, that's very cool, but that wouldn't work for me. Mm -hmm. I'm not looking for that. And I definitely don't want to age out with like being 10 years older than him. All right. So I had, I was very clear about that.
1: Right. Was, was it a fear that over time this, if a a younger partner wouldn't want to, wouldn't want to stay in the relationship long-term, was it kind of that thinking?
0: Um, yeah, definitely. Um. And that someone, I mean, there I was 43, Um. and I wasn't going to have children.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: if someone's 10 years younger than me, they're going to want to have children. Right. Um, right? So I just assumed, well, that'll be a non-starter, or, you know, maybe they'll, we'll, you know, hang together for a few years, and then they'll go find someone younger and have babies. Right. So right. It, there was a lot going on in that yeah. criteria.
1: Yes. I can understand that thinking. Absolutely. Okay. So thank you. And to plunge back into the story. So you've, you were, you were doing lots of online dating. I've spoken a lot about online dating on the podcast. I do it. I find it. I find it challenging. It, it's hard for it to feel. <sighs> Like, like, it's hard for it to feel fun. I think that's maybe the challenge for me, but, um, and you, if you want to say anything about that in a moment, I'd love to hear it. But where you took us to in the story, um, was that you were just basically taking a break from proactively looking like in all ways, right? Online through your community, through your network, through your friends, you're just like, okay, put this to the side. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and I was okay with it. Like Mm -hmm. I, I suddenly felt okay with, I was going to be on my own. Um, yeah. So, um, so I was ready for that. I was going to lean into that. And, uh, i had spent like just the whole summer hanging out with friends and not looking and not, you know, you're at a, you're at a pub and maybe you kind of glance around and take Uh what I like, I'd stopped all of that.
1: Ah. And, and how long had that been again, the period of, um, post-divorce when you start feeling, you know, confident and and interested in this part of life again. And then you were actively looking. How long was that period that you were actively actively looking before you were like, I need to take a break?
0: Um, from age 40 to age uh forty two and a half. So okay,
1: that's a good yeah. Good period of time.
0: Yeah. I yeah. dated a lot of guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> For you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and for the so, most part, yeah. it was fun or
0: it, it was interesting, and yeah. um, and there was this one part where I felt uh, a responsibility because you know some of them they were just they were really lonely,
1: yeah. um,
0: and so you know I I found that I would just go into a date and just focus on this is going to be a fun visit, um, and then ah. I was so focused on facilitating a oh. nice experience that I really I realized after a couple of years that. I I would find, I would feel an attraction because I was so like, let's find our connection. Yeah. But you know, the very next day I would say, I don't want to see this person. Like uh. I, I didn't feel anything. So it took me a while to actually like figure it out. I was so kind of concerned about the
1: interaction rather than is this person really for me? Right, 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 right. And so did you, and did you have any, I mean, obviously I know you met, you met your partner, Craig, not through online, but did you, towards the end of that period when you were online dating, did you feel like you'd figured out how to do it? Um, I guess, it means you stopped doing it. So did you just figure it like you were tired of it or did you kind of feel like, I don't think this online thing is going to work for me ever? Yeah.
0: I, I didn't think I was going to find it through online. Oh. I really didn't. Um, and I was just ready to stop doing that. Like, oh, here's the new one. Let's mm-hmm. see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the last one, the last um online date that I went on. Um, and I remember walking down the hill, uh, to go to this um patio to meet this person. And I was actually just starting to gain like men- the menopause weight. Um, um, and I remember it was sweltering hot. I could feel my thighs rubbing up oh. against <laughs> each other. I couldn't have felt more unattractive. Oh, and then I went on this date and I just went, you know what, I'm not doing this.
1: Uh-huh. Right. Right. Okay. And is that the same summer that you were just describing? You got to the end of a summer of not um, just deciding, you know what, I'm not going to, I'm not going to look. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. And so then it wasn't that much longer, right? Like, okay. Tell me, how did, how did you actually meet? right Your partner um, after deciding you weren't gonna look anymore <laughs> uh
0: so um it was uh it was late August uh I was just ending um a couple weeks vacation it was gonna be my last Wednesday night to go with girlfriends to this local pub that had a live band on Wednesday nights and we would go and and have you know drinks and enjoy music. And, um, and so there we all are in a corner, there's like six of us and, um, we're, you know, the band started and I look across the room, uh, and I see this guy mm-hmm. and I say to my friends, see the guy standing, you know, leaning against the wall, holding a beer. And they're like, Oh yeah, he, he's good looking. <laughs> and I'm like, I actually saw him a year ago on the streetcar. And I, I crushed on him and, (laughs) and they're like, what? And this was big because I really wasn't attracted to anybody. And so there I was on a streetcar coming back from work to the beaches. And, um, and I was two seats behind him and he was reading a book. He never ever saw me. I just Uh had, I just felt this, this attraction Uh to him. Um, and then, you know, I got off the streetcar and I never saw him. You know, again, and then there he was that night across a crowded room. That's
1: that is that's so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> And when you saw him on the streetcar, that was still the, the time when you were actively dating.
0: Yeah. And uh-huh. um it was a year, I think it was about a year before right, we right. actually
1: met. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. And okay. So it's amazing you recognized him, but I guess it's it shows that because you saw him from you were sitting behind him. And right. You but when, in totally I, when I context. went,
0: to, of course, but when I w- went to get off the street car, I did walk past him and sort of just looked right. right. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> and he didn't, he didn't see you.
0: No, he was reading a book.
1: Uh, okay. blissfully <laughs> <laughs> Unaware. <laughs> I'm sure you guys have had lots of conversations about that. <laughs> so what did you do? You're at the bar. You see this person that you've seen once before and felt an attraction in a period of time when you're not, you're meeting lots of people, not feeling attraction. So it's special. What do you do?
0: Um. So, so I tell my girlfriends and then they go, well, you got to go introduce yourself. And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. I don't do that. I don't uh-huh. go introduce myself to men in a bar. That's just, uh-huh. I, that's not, not me. Uh-huh. Um. And, uh. and after like, they realized that they couldn't convince me to do that. They say, this is what you're going to do. You're not going to wait for the waitress to come for your next glass of wine. Mm-hmm. You're going to get up, you're going to walk across the room to the bar to get your glass of wine. But on the way you, you give him, you shoot him a glance, you look at him and um, like, you have to make eye contact. That's wow. what you have to do. And I'm like, ah, uh, I don't, I don't think I, I, I can't do it.
1: That's scary. Yeah. Good for you. So, so they insisted, I guess.
0: They, yeah, they were, they were very encouraging. And so, you know, I thought, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And I wasn't even sure until the, the second I did it, that I was going to actually give him the glance. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did, I gave him the glance. And then I was standing at the bar, really standing still, <laughs> you know, I ordered um, my glass of wine, and then all of also who's right beside me.
1: Wow. wow flirting yeah. works like that technique
0: works <laughs> <laughs> it totally worked <laughs> now um now now if he was here in this conversation he would say that like the minute I was walking I didn't have to shoot him the look the minute I was walking he saw me and he's like whoa okay he was um yeah oh. so so he's you know his version is the attraction went both ways. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, you just right beside me and introduces himself and, um, you know, we start chatting and, uh, and then I say, I'm going to go sit with my girlfriends again, you know, feel free to come by and say hello. And so he did a little later and, you know, we chatted and, um, and, He wasn't like a hardcore lefty, but he Uh was, um, well, let's just say, put it this way. He dunked on the Fraser Institute, like a really right wing (laughs) thing. So like, like, okay, he's like aware enough, um, in the world. And so, you know, we could probably find common ground. Um, and, uh, and then we exchanged phone numbers and he said he would give
1: me a call. Mm So, (laughs) and, um, well, let's see. Okay, no, I was going to, I I wanna I wanna reflect on the importance of that moment with your girlfriends, but I think I want to keep going with the story first. We'll come back to that. So I I know so this is like an amazing there's the synchronicity of the meeting and then you being proactive. I think it's actually really great that you did that because maybe it sounds like he would have come over anyways, but then you get to have some sort of feeling of empowerment and ownership and that whole interaction it was very good I'm going to try I did that it's like I put myself out there yeah yeah very good but I I know that there's there's a hiccup the next like you guys were sort of set up to have a date but then the date almost didn't happen like a like a (laughs) follow-up date right so what
0: happened right so he he calls me he waits two days because That's what he believed you do when you're interested Uh, in someone. So (laughs) he waits two days to call. um, Oh, oh, sorry. I forgot one step. Yeah. What he did was that night I got a Facebook friend invitation.
1: Ah, right, right. Right.
0: So um, I accept the invitation and I look at his profile and it's like, oh, wow, his birthday is the day after mine. Uh And- I'm reading and it's like April, 1975. And all of a sudden, one of my criteria, my main criteria burst because he's, he was exactly 10 years younger than me.
1: Uh, uh. (laughs) So I'm like,
0: (laughs) this isn't, this isn't going to happen. This is not going to go anywhere. Uh, So, you know, when he did call, uh, he asked, you know, do do you want to like, you know, go for a date on Friday. And I couldn't because I, um, had already agreed to, you know, meet, uh, my friend Andrea and her son.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And, um, and I was past the point of ditching a girlfriend for a date.
1: Right. Right. Right.
0: Um. And so I said, but I could do Saturday, and he's like, "I'm going to a party on Saturday, so I'm not sure." (laughs) Like, okay. (laughs) So, um, he just said, "Well, you know, I'll get back to you on Saturday and see how things are." And I really believe that that was the end of the road there.
1: Right. Right. Can I just just ask the age thing? I mean, we've sort of already talked about it, so maybe, maybe there's not a different answer. But you you'd already met each other in person you'd felt the mutual attraction he was clearly he'd come over to talk to you then he came over to talk to you again at the table when you were with your friends how come was it just the same assumptions you had before about the lo- the probable like outcome of dating someone much younger that just made you go oh forget it like despite all the other things that spoke in favor of you wanting to pursue this
0: mhm yeah i'm like no this dude's definitely going to want to get married in the next few years and have
1: babies Right. Right. Did you give yourself a moment to go, man, I am so hot. Some guy 10 years younger than me thinks I'm (laughs) fabulous. Did you give yourself that at least?
0: Um, no, I wish I had, I should have. No, I was just, (laughs) I was just like, this just isn't going to work. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and really just thought, it it would fizzle. Like I just thought he's not going to call me back about the Saturday because he's got a party to go to. Right,
1: right, right. Okay. So what happened? How did you find each other?
0: <laughs> so the Friday um, evening, um, I went for a walk on the boardwalk and then walked back up to the main strip in the beaches um, to go to the patio where I was going to meet my friend, Andrea. Yeah. And, um, as I'm walking up, I'm really headed to the ATM machine right across, but I look and there's Craig and one of his friends sitting on the same patio. And I'd like, <laughs> I'd never seen him on that patio. And that patio was at the bottom of my street. Um, and he, he you know, gives a wave. And, uh, so I wave back and I go to like one minute and I get my money and then I go to the patio and we have like little chit chat and I'm like, yeah. Oh, I'm meeting my friend, Andrea, you know, feel free to stop by and say, hello yeah. later. And then she, she arrives. And then I'm like, see that guy over there her? <laughs> and her, tell her the whole story. He ended up, you know, coming to join us, um, and including two of his friends. And, um, we just like had a, it was a nice conversation. Um, you know, I really liked him mm-hmm. and, uh, and then, um, you know, Andrea's um son Thomas fell asleep in my arms, Aww. and we were just visiting. It was just like it was just felt nice, and it was a beautiful yeah. um you know August evening, yeah. and uh, so and anyway, it's time everybody you know wraps up to go, and Craig and I go for a walk to the beach, mm. and made out on the beach. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so nice. That is, but the the coincidence of that's like the third. I mean, if we can't actually. I I know that there's even another one, but like if we count the, the, the streetcar, I mean, that's just a sighting of a person and the attraction, but then re-meeting in the bar and then re-meeting at the other bar near your house where you go all the time and you've never seen him before. Like, how do you, how do you think about these, these coincidences? And he like lived three blocks away
0: and had been for years. Okay. And I'd never seen him. And it, it's, it's the kind of community where I just would walk everywhere. I'd walk to get my groceries, et cetera. I'd yeah. never seen him in that in the community
1: uh-huh. before.
0: Um, but as we came to, to know each other, uh-huh. um we think we had two different, I think I had two different sightings of Craig before. <laughs> okay. <laughs> in, in the wild. Wow. Um, the the first one was like many years earlier. Um, and I'd gone to Paris and had this amazing blue cheese, and I wanted to find something like it in, in Toronto. So I went to the Whole Foods uh yeah. store. Yeah. And I have this memory of this guy who was like super eager and helpful. Like he <laughs> this guy wasn't letting me just sort of, oh, this is fine. He gave me all these cheese samplings, et cetera. Yeah. And yeah. I just remember like he was just really attentive. And uh and when I was saying um, that story to him, I didn't say the, the attentive part. I just told him mm-hmm. the cheese because we like mm-hmm. we both really like cheese. In fact, yeah. the first time he came to my place on like to meet me on a date at my yeah. home, um, he didn't bring flowers. He brought cheese. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> big points. <laughs> he knew. <laughs> nice. um, so anyway, I just told him about the cheese, and he says like, "What year was that?" And I told him, and he said, "I worked at Whole Foods." Then exactly then. And I was the cheese guy.
1: Wow. Wow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So how
1: many, how many years beforehand had that been? Sorry.
0: That would have been 10 years earlier.
1: Oh my goodness. So you were still married then still married. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and do you, um, what, when you think back, cause you were, you had that memory after you were, you started dating, um, Craig, like you didn't mm-hmm. remember that when you saw him on the streetcar. No. But when you look back, like do, do you since there's there seems I don't know I mean I don't really think about fate particularly, but there's some there's a draw that you guys feel to each other and then you had all these opportunities when uh, when to to kind of refine each other when when you think back to that experience at the Whole Foods did other than just appreciating him like here, here's a very helpful person at Whole food did you have any other thoughts about this person or maybe not then
0: no I mean when I was married I just like didn't have those kind of thoughts uh-huh. I, I I know I know other people do yeah. you know but yeah. I just really didn't uh-huh. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. Uh-huh. I was well. just like well that's a helpful <laughs> young man <laughs> right.
1: yeah and I guess it, if if it was 10 years before then he would have been like only in his in his 20s so he would have probably seemed really young
0: yeah he yeah he would have been 23 Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And then was there there another one? Another coincidence?
0: another? Yeah, Um, about five years earlier, I lived in Ottawa for a year and went to like Canada Day festivities. Uh Um, And uh, I I remember there was like this trio of young guys and one of them was tall and he wore this like big helmet and um, a flame came out of the Uh helmet. Uh Uh, And so like the first time... Craig and I go back to Ottawa to his like his family home and he's showing me his bedroom and he's telling me about this hat that he would always wear to Canada Day. And I'm like, I saw you. (laughs) I saw you. (laughs) So good. So good. That's
1: like four or five.
0: I've lost count now. He would have been in his teens. (laughs)
1: Oh, it was five years before the uh-huh. the um, the Whole Foods cheese interaction. Oh my goodness! <laughs> what? How do you think about this kind of stuff? Like the the role of coincidence or synchronicity, and 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 I don't know. Like maybe when you're talking to people who there's I know I don't know about you, but I know lots of single women who are pretty excellent um in their 40s and 50s who would like to find a partner and it's pretty hard so what, what i don't know what takeaways do you have from your experience and what what kinds of things do you do you talk do you do you share about it
0: i mean sometimes you might be talking to the right person and you just don't know it then mm. who yeah. knows yeah right yeah. um i I don't actually, I'd love to believe in fate, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do believe in coincidences. And yeah. it seems like there were several strong coincidences yeah. there.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And, you know, thank goodness I was able to get beyond
1: my criteria. Well, that's the other thing. Yeah. Like you were so certain that age, someone your age, I mean, a, a person for you would need to correspond to that. And I relate Mm -hmm. to that. I feel the same way. And people often talk to me about someone younger. I'm like, Oh, I really have the same thinking about it that you do. So now how do you look at your ideas about the criteria that someone should have? And maybe, you know, what what would you tell me about my thinking about that?
0: Um, I mean, everyone just has to do what feels right. Mm. Right. You know, like, um, I, I really think it's a coincidence that I found someone that much younger that somehow we could be compatible. Mm. Um, and he also was like super clear. He had dated older women before, like uh-huh. he, he, this wasn't new for him. Got it. Um, and so that, that came up and then, you know, ultimately he actually didn't want to have children. Right. Um, so, uh, so, you know, that. So it just depends on those, yeah. certain, like, what's 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 holding you back from thinking younger?
1: I think it's the same thing that you were describing, um, or maybe I was actually saying it, just the fear that, um, physical, like, as, as as a woman, as you get older, as I get older, I feel like, well, I'm attractive enough at the moment, but how attractive am I going to be to someone in, in the future. And if there's a big age difference, then, you know, we age, age ex- accelerates our, or the appearance of aging accelerates. Right. So, so it's, I think yeah. it's a bad, it's just a fear, a fear of someone losing interest.
0: Right. Um, And I mean, when we're out there looking and dating, there are, there's just a fear of rejection, totally. right? And yeah. I think it manifests itself, it manifests itself in anything. So mm-hmm. maybe age is one right. manifestation of the fear, right? Yeah. Um. And I definitely am in real time aging. And I went through like, our first five years of dating, he went on the menopause experience with me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, Everything and and it was cha- it was a challenging menopause. Mm. Um, so you know, just went through it. I, I'm I'm you know, I still don't like that I'm age. You know that I'm the one who's going to be the scene. Well, I guess I'm over fifty five. I'm already considered a senior. No, s- really? Yeah. True? So, um, you know, I'm not thrilled about it. But, um, really, what's that? What that does challenges me um, in relationship is to get over myself. Like, Ah. you know, I forget who was it that said it. Um, God, it was a very beautiful actress, um, an older actress. And she said her advice to younger women is, um, don't rely on beauty because that's Mm -hmm. the one thing, you know, will be fleeting in terms of the, like the, the, What the, you know, the popular conception of what a beautiful woman is, Um, you know, and I think those of us who do the work, like understand it's more on the inside and and all of that, but that popular conception that that is fleeting, like you, you cannot hold on to that. You will get wrinkles, you know, the the things will get flabbier, (laughs) Uh you know, you can color your hair if you want. Um, but you know you can't get rid of like what's what's happening around your eyes yeah, you know yeah, those sort of things yeah, yeah. so it challenges me to get over that and um, and just accept who I am as an aging person
1: mm-hmm. mm, good practice good sort of mental spiritual practice and do you feel like uh this experience of partnering with someone who's quite a bit younger so just challenging your assumptions has have have you extended that into other parts of of how you think about your life or live your life like has it sort of forced you to let go of other other beliefs or assumptions that were kind of limiting
0: um oh no no I still have very clear criteria about everything in my life Um, and, you know, clear boundaries and Mm -hmm. all of these sort of things. Um, And so, I mean, I still am myself, right? Right. This personality was hardwired early on. Um, And that speaks to criteria as well, right? Because I know a lot of people say, you know, you have to do this, you have to do that, you have to be open, you know, Mm -hmm. you have to be more open. And I'm just like, You're just going to be yourself Mm. and
1: you get to be yourself in your dating experience. Right. Hmm. So then you sort of anticipated my last question. Um, So maybe I'll just ask if you have any more, like you've given some really good advice, I think in addition to sharing your story, which is um, to, Ooh, it's that word. Try. You didn't say this by the way, but like the implication of your experience of, um, accepting um, qualities in a partner that you thought wouldn't suit you. It's like this thing about, and and the qualities is not, not about their personality, but just their age. Um, That this idea about being more open, like not, not cleaving so tightly to the things we think we need. Although you also just said a second ago that we are who we are, but I don't know what, what, what kind of advice, what parting advice would you offer for like myself, let's say, who's looking, looking for a partner and going through these processes and and wrestling with these, these beliefs too, about myself.
0: Right, right. I mean, it's okay. If we go on dates and we're not totally open, that's okay. There, Mm. there might be a reason why we're doing that. Mm. Um, And I think the right person will find the way to open that door. Mm. Um, And I do believe, and I say this a lot in life, and it's one of the big pieces of advice i give other people walk through every open door wow. be prepared to walk back out but right. walk through that open door <laughs> if it's open walk
1: through it check wow. it out that's great oh i like it yes thank you thank you okay <laughs> i'm going to put that into practice like yeah, i think i'm going to write that down somewhere somewhere visible and put it on my fridge yeah i like it oh Trish well thank you so much for sharing this story it's very encouraging to me and just tell me how long have you guys been together now
0: uh this august will be 14 years oh fabulous just
1: imagine if you hadn't gotten up to go to the bar although maybe he would have come to talk to you no because if you hadn't gotten up to go to the bar at at the the bar he might you he might not have seen you
0: he might not have he would say he would have checked us out because it was a a corner full of women got it
1: got it okay well still i give you lots of credit for your (laughs) for your efforts in in uh bringing the two of you together
0: a quick little glance people <laughs> let them know
1: <laughs> if you're comfortable
0: that's good too Ah, oh, awesome well thanks again trish you're welcome thanks amanda bye Bye.
1: thanks so much to trish my guest this episode this has been late bloom and love with me your host amanda clang Thanks so much for joining me here. I'll be back in two weeks with a new episode. Meanwhile, you can find out more about the show and catch up on past episodes at latebloominlove.com. That's Bloomin, B-L-O-O-M-I-N. You can also leave comments or questions there. We'd love to hear from you. And be sure to check out our Facebook and Instagram pages, Late Bloomin' Love.